You are about to experience episode number 186 of The Mystic Show. Time to relax. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is The Mystic Show. My name is Chris Curran. I'm your host. On this show, we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation. A lot of things that are unseen and otherworldly. You know, each of us lives a worldly life. And there's also all these deeper topics and really important things that we rarely talk about or discuss. So that's what this show is. New episodes are released every Friday morning, and you can find us as a podcast anywhere you listen to a podcast. And you can sign up for our behind-the-scenes emails, and you know what you get along with that is Relax with Rumi. And actually, in the middle of the episode today, or the middle of this episode, I'm going to play... A little bit of Relax with Rumi, actually just one of the quotes, but you'll hear the whole intro and the music that's involved too. It's pretty cool. So yeah, you just sign up for the email list and you get to download Relax with Rumi for free. It's like 47 minutes of audio or something where I read these selected Rumi quotes over really relaxing music and it's pretty cool. We're going to hear one of the quotes today because it actually applies to what we're going to talk about today which is something about randomness (laughs) and vantage points. Anyway, we'll get into it. But I do want to also mention Pause Your Life. That's our sponsor. When you want to hit the pause button, you go to (laughs) pauseyourlife.org. Well, there is a page on the website that says pause right now, and you can actually unload all your baggage and hand it over to the universe right on the website. But really what we do is we organize retreats and meetups. So we hit the pause button. We stop everything. Drop our baggage. Drop the ego. Drop all the roles and titles and just be a human being. It is so refreshing. It's unbelievable. People in different cities across the country, even in Canada, we have a meetup group there. So pauseyourlife.org is the website and that's was just redone. I Well, I'm still redoing it. It's not quite finished, but it's a really cool new WordPress theme and you can see pretty cool pictures and stuff. And all the big pictures that we use on that site are pictures that my wife and I have taken on our various travels. Pretty cool stuff. So pauseyourlife.org. We're going to start this episode by reading an excerpt from a book which we have not read an excerpt from in a while actually. This book is called 365 Dow. And I know actually many of you who listen bought this book just because I read from it now and then. And it really is a special book. I discovered this book when I was living in New York City in the early to mid 90s. And my roommate Matt had this book. And I, I don't know why I picked it up. I just picked it up. And it was 
I don't know if it was my first. Well, no, it was my first exposure to any Eastern ideas about spirituality. And I just immediately loved it because it, it goes typically goes much deeper than any Western religion. Although that's a blanket statement, which is not always true. I understand that. So we're going to read this excerpt. This is from page 288 and it's called Horizon. And just so you know, this book, every day has an entry and it's pretty short, like four paragraphs. And there's also a little poem on top. So I'll read the poem and then I'll read the four paragraphs. It's very short, but this one is called Horizon. Single line drawn from one ocular corner to the other. White clouds firmly tethered to shadows. What is close at hand must first appear on the horizon. What is cast upon us always has a source. Life need not be the travesty of confusion and disorganization that it seems to be for so many people. When one feels this way, it is nearly always due to two things. Either one isn't even looking, or one's vantage point is too low. Those who follow Tao position themselves on high vantage points. Life never surprises them. Whatever is in their lives today, they foresaw many days before. Whatever is on the horizon, they take the time to prepare for. Such people are called wise, not because they have special abilities, but because they take the care to view things from a high place. Those who follow Tao also realize that all phenomena have a source. Just as shadows on the ground are cast because clouds float between the earth and the sun, so too are the events outside of ourselves cast into our minds. A reaction in our minds is like a shadow cast by an external event. We can understand such phenomena clearly if we stand at a place where we can see them coming. We need to remember to deal with them not simply by how we feel, but also by looking at their external form, and even checking to see their source. If we take care to do this, then we shall never be deterred. Yes. So seeing things from a higher vantage point allows us to see them coming and prepare and not be surprised. And that's part of what we're going to talk about today is, is randomness and karma. But I will say first that in, in a practical way, sometimes things happen in our lives that surprise us and they might be really good things, blessings, or they might be bad things, really painful, right? But sometimes we we kind of think that we're being blessed or we're being cursed, or we may even feel like the universe is punishing us, right? I mean, that's how you might feel. But the truth is, think about this. If you raised yourself to a higher vantage point, you might have been able to see that event coming. 
and you might have been able to avoid it or at least prepare for it. So just because we haven't raised ourselves up, sometimes we get hit by things that we're not expecting, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a curse or a blessing because it could have been avoided. And I think that's another definition of wisdom is avoiding avoiding the things that you can avoid. <laughs> so I read this book called The Drunkard's Walk. And the subtitle is How Randomness Rules Our Lives. And it's by Leonard Mladeno. And this was a really cool book. It's kind of, there's a lot of science in there, actually. He, he actually goes back in history and talks about how probability and statistics became a science. You know, because at some point there it did not exist, right? No one really studied probabilities. No one flipped a coin a hundred times and wrote down all the results and tried to see patterns and all this stuff. So it was a really good book. And there's a couple things in here that he talks about. Well, the whole book is about randomness. And I wanted to give you a couple ideas I have about the world. So randomness is interesting. Well, let's talk about the world. So the world is out there and you're part of it too. And I'm part of it. And we have things in front of us. We have books and we have computers and we have windows and we have walls and we have trees. We have weather. There's all these things in the world. And what happens is everything is moving. It's sort of at randomly in a way. So there's like a bazillion things that are all moving and interacting. And through that sort of chaos, we, you know, certain things happen and they seem random. But another view of randomness could be karma or what most people think of as karma, where you did something in the past. So now you have to pay for it now or enjoy it now if it's good karma. So I believe, this is an idea. It's not that I believe it. This is an idea that I have that the world with all its pieces and parts is very chaotic and all these things are happening randomly and things are just, they seem random and chaotic. I think that is like the field in which karma comes through. So out of all these moving parts, you know, I think spirit or a higher intelligence at some point, things happen and we think it's random, but really it's something that has been created by us and by our surroundings on a deeper level, on a spiritual level, right? Because there's the physical level where, yes, I can hit record and I can talk into this microphone and record a mystic show and I can eat dinner and I can watch a movie and I can eat ice cream which I did last night, by the way, for the first time in a while. <laughs> Salted peanut butter Oreo. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to make you hungry. But anyway, in the material world, there's all these things going on and I can do things in the material world. But on the deeper levels of myself, you know, first emotionally, then even deeper than that, you know, to my subtle body and then spirit, you know, spiritually, to the causal body 
and of course reaching down to the source, on those deeper levels, on the causal body, for instance, we can have thoughts and feelings there if, if we're able to, if we're able to work up to that type of sensitivity and progress. We can actually plant seeds at that level. And what happens is these seeds over time, they grow and they come to fruition in the physical world. That's why like we can almost predict a lot of things. Like if you work all your life at one thing, you're probably going to be successful because you've planted that seed and you're watering the seed and it's just going to, you're just doing it and it comes to be. Other things on the material level, in the physical level, we might say we want something, like we might say that we want to go to college, but maybe deep down on the spiritual level, I really don't want to go to college. So in the physical world, I'm telling all my friends and neighbors, yes, I want to go to college. I want to go to college, but I never actually go get an application. I never actually fill out an application. Like I don't take any of the steps to go to college and I can make excuses all I want. That's fine. But what's the truth? The truth is that deep down, I really don't want to go to college. In fact, in the book, The Laws of Manifestation by David Spangler, which is also one of my favorite books. I'll link to it in the show notes. He tells this story where he was working with someone who wanted a car. This person, this man, he needed transportation and he wanted a car and he was trying to manifest the car. And apparently maybe he didn't have a lot of money, so he couldn't just go buy one. He was trying to figure out how I can get a car because he wanted to get to, you know, go places. And after talking to this man for a while about a car, David Spangler figured out that this guy, he didn't, he really disliked the whole gasoline industry, the oil industry. And he really didn't want to to use that or partake in that. And he didn't want to, you know, there were some other things deeper down where he didn't want to participate. And then what they ended up finding out was that he didn't want a car. He wanted a bicycle. Because then he felt it aligned with everything deeper within himself that he wanted or didn't want, you know, to contribute to the carbon footprint of the world. He didn't want to burn gasoline and participate in all that. So deeper down, he had these feelings and beliefs. So on the surface, he said, oh, I I want a car. But when they started looking deeper, yeah, he didn't really want a car. So that's why he wasn't manifesting one. But as soon as he wanted to manifest the bicycle, I think the next day, one of his friends called him and said, hey, I'm leaving town and I'm not bringing my bike. I'm just going to get rid of it. Do you want my bike? <laughs> right? So, so there's a causal level to our existence and then there's the physical level. And I, it, it's my idea that on the physical level with all these moving parts and all this chaos and all this randomness... That's like the field that becomes the playground for these deeper spiritual or causal ideas to come true. It's almost like the physical world is vibrating. Well, we know everything is vibrating on the molecular level. Everything is vibrating. Everything is just energy. But also in a way, when if you look at the physical world from a macro level, if you look at the whole earth, it seems very plastic. 
meaning that things can be formed and created and destroyed. It's like this fluid plasticity to the physical world. And that includes circumstances and situations. So deep down in our hearts, we have these deeper beliefs or whatever karma you want to say you've built up or samskara is more accurate. They are going to play out in the physical world and they do. And some of those things play out and we act surprised like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen or, or we might like or dislike what happened, but really we've created it on such a deeper level. So when something quote unquote random happens, it might not be so random. But here's the thing. I do think there are random happenings. <laughs> I think there are. I mean, for instance, if I walk outside today and it's 54 degrees, I'm not going to attribute that to God. Like there's some God looking down at me and saying, oh, Chris needs 54 degrees today. Because whether it was 54 or 59, it doesn't really matter, right? That's a very small detail of life. That's not life and death. That's not, it's just a small detail that I observe. And weather is very random, right? That's, <laughs> that's easy to understand that, that just the weather changes. It moves, it, you know, that's why no one can predict the weather because it's just always completely random. But the weather is a good example of something that is always there, it's random, it's always changing, but it doesn't really have anything to do with my deeper meaning of my existence as a human being, right? I mean, it could be 54 or 59, it doesn't matter. What matters is my consciousness and my spiritual condition, right? Or put another way, my lack of ego, right? Since this is this fall, I have dubbed for myself the fall of the ego. So there's something in the world of fractals that I want to explain, you know, continuing on this theme that the world is vibrating and it's a chaotic place and things happen and our deeper ideas and beliefs and truths get played out on the material level. The material level is like almost like plastic. It, it's, it's like plastic. It's not plastic. But so in the world of fractals, and a fractal is just a geometric equation, basically. And when they run these equations, they take the result of the equation and they stick it back in the equation and they run it again. So each answer they get, they plot on the screen of a computer. And when you run this program, the results, like, you know, the dots on the screen, the result of each iteration, as it's called, of each solving the equation, the results seem random. The first one will be up in the left corner, second one in the right corner, third one in the middle, and just they'll appear randomly. If you're looking at them one by one, it looks completely random. The fascinating thing that happens is if you keep iterating that equation, you keep plotting more points and maybe get up to 100 or 1,000 or 100,000 of these points, a beautiful picture appears. 
like clouds or spirals or very natural looking creations. It'll look like a tree or it'll look like clouds or a mountain or it'll look like the bronchial tubes in your lungs or it'll look like a flower with all these colors. So here's what happened. Each time we solve the equation and we plot a point on the screen, it seems random. There's no, if you look at that one point, you would sit there and look at it and say, what does this mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's a point on the screen. But within that equation, there exists the pattern for this beautiful creation that comes after you solve the equation hundreds of thousands of times. So there is order in there. There is a blueprint for a wonderful creation in there. And it's very predictable. We know this equation will create that amazing, fascinating work of art that looks like nature or a tree or a, you know, a cauliflower or a sunflower, right? But when you look at one iteration of the equation, it doesn't look like anything. In fact, it's, it's almost nothing. <laughs> it seems random. Seems like there's no plan. So this is, this could be how our lives are unfolding. From a higher vantage point, from a larger perspective, there is meaning in our lives. There is order. We are moving towards something. And, you know, I'm sure you've worked on something in your life for many years and you could see how your life sort of morphs and changes into what you were aiming for because we have the willpower to become whatever we want to become. So on a larger level, there is order in our lives. There's intelligence. But on a moment-to-moment basis, I might walk outside, it might be 54 degrees. It might be 59. But the 54 or the 59 doesn't actually mean anything. It's just a random little thing. And I shouldn't look into it like superstitiously, like, oh, see, I, I had a dream that it was going to be 54 degrees today. And it happened. Something special's going on here. Now, look, there's all kinds of amazing experience we can have as human beings, and I'm not downplaying that. If something like that has ever happened to you, that's fine. Maybe there's meaning there. I don't know. If you have any experience like that, definitely comment on this post because I'd, I'd like to hear about that. So we're going to take a second and listen to this uh, little piece of Relax with Rumi. And then we're going to come back and I'm going to read this funny little anecdote from this book, The Drunkard's Walk. So this is an excerpt of Relax with Rumi. And if you go to themysticshow.net, you can sign up for the email list and you'll get 47 minutes of this audio. Uh, This is just a little taste, but there's a quote that's coming up that's very cool. So we'll listen to that. Oh, and by the way, this is very relaxing and the music is going to go on for about a whole minute before the quote comes. So just so it doesn't surprise you, uh, this is very relaxing. You might want to just even chill or relax. Obviously, if you're driving or running or something, just keep going. But uh, if you are at home or wherever you are, if, if you're in a position to even close your eyes, go ahead and do that. All right, here we go.
Abandon this world so that you may become king of all worlds. Throw away your handful of sugar so that you may become the sugar field. Right, so that's the first quote on this track. There are three different tracks. But the quote there was, Abandon this world so that you may become king of all worlds. Throw away your handful of sugar so that you may become the sugar field. I just thought that was very apropos to what we're talking about here seeing things from a higher vantage point, right? So right now we each have a handful of sugar, which is our lives, which is our likes and dislikes and our preferences and our opinions and all that. And what Rumi is saying is throw away your handful of sugar so that you may become the sugar field, right? To sort of merge into that, you know, source, merge into the depths of, spiritual simplicity beyond all these smaller things, right? It's fascinating. All right. I'm going to give an example of this whole thing of randomness versus fate versus karma and all this stuff. I'm going to tell my own story. But I first I want to, from this book, The Drunkard's Walk, I want to read <laughs> this the, the way he starts out the prologue. I'll just read it. It's funny. A few years ago, a man won the Spanish National Lottery with a ticket that ended in the number 48. Proud of his accomplishment, he revealed the theory that brought him the riches. I dreamed of the number seven for seven straight nights, he said, and seven times seven is 48. (laughs) Right? So sometimes things happen in our lives and we sort of attribute this meaning to it. (laughs) And sometimes we're just dead wrong. Other times we're just groping in the darkness for meaning, you know? And, And a lot of times that meaning, we're searching too small for the meaning. Again, if we zoom out, if we see things from a higher vantage point, we'll understand what things are for. For instance, when a couple years ago, I tried to partner at different times with two different people in my business. And both of them went horribly. I, I, it was very straining emotionally. I, I lost a lot of money. It just didn't work. And at the time, it seemed like a tragedy, right? It seemed like I was cursed or something. I, I didn't think that. I'm just saying it was something bad. But guess what? Immediately after that, my business turned and became something different, and it became something way better. And this is common. This happens in our lives all the time. Things that aren't supposed to be there will leave. The danger is if we look at those things and try to find some meaning that's really not there, right? Like seven times seven is 48. (laughs) Anyway, when you zoom out, you look at your whole life, then things make a lot more sense. So referring to a practical example in my own life, you know, if you think about this causal level and, and the physical level, and when I say causal, 
there are some teachings that actually sort of define that. I'm just speaking in general. That spiritually, on a much deeper level, we have ideas and we've accumulated certain things, grossness that we have to work out, that we have to clean off. And that is done in the physical world. So when I was about 30 years old, I had not experienced a lot of success yet. And I was very frustrated. And I had tried all kinds of different things in all different areas of my life. And just it felt like nothing was working. So I knew that meditation and spirituality were something that I wanted to do. I sort of knew it in the back of my mind. Like ever since I started writing out my goals in my early 20s, I always wrote meditation. I didn't really know why. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't really know why. I just thought someday I want to meditate. So when I was 30 or 31, yeah, right around 31, I searched for a meditation practice and I ended up finding one that was 20 minutes from my house. And I ended up going to that teacher and it was wonderful. And I knew that was the practice for me and I felt at home. So here's my point that, I mean, was it specifically that exact day, that exact moment that I found this practice that would become so influential in my life? I don't think so. I think it could have happened a week before. I think it could have happened a month later. Maybe. It could have happened a month before. Maybe even it could have happened a year later. Right? I don't know that the exact day that it happened has any real significance. But, but here's the thing. On a deeper level... I was moving toward this meditation and this practice and these teachers were ready to receive me and both were on a deeper level so that in the physical world, it just ended up happening. It ended up coming together. It ended up being that fractal with the beautiful picture. So I don't look at that day, although I still remember the date, (laughs) the first day I meditated with those guys. I don't think it's that important. I don't know. We sometimes put importance on these little aspects of life. And I guess in a way, that's what this whole episode's about is that that kind of thing can actually divert our attention from the bigger vantage point. <laughs> and we can get stuck on these smaller things. I mean, I think that's exactly what superstition is. We just somehow in our minds, we have these thoughts and then we think, we become superstitious and then that like controls our behavior. And it's, it's very small thinking, small minded because none of the spiritual masters, there's nothing like superstition. They just, they blow right through that. It means nothing. (laughs) I mean, that's the beauty of spirituality is we keep going deeper and going deeper. So coming toward the end here, I mean, So you have randomness, which happens in this life of all these moving parts, but maybe there's no, maybe there's not a huge amount of specific meaning in each little tiny thing that happens. So if we get to a higher vantage point, if we improve our view and see more on the horizon, like the reading said that we read right in the beginning, if you can see things on the horizon You'll see them before they come into your life. And then you'll be able to prepare. And you may be 
you might even be able to avoid things that you know aren't good. And then you just avoid a lot of trouble. <laughs> really, I think, you know, right now I'm 43 years old. Am I 43? I'm 44. See, I'm trying to cheat. I've met a lot of people who, and I'm sure you have too, a lot of people who've made some mistakes in their life, they got caught up with a mistake or two, and then they just spiral down and they just get, they just get trapped in crappy situations and, and just, and then they do something wrong and it makes it worse. And, and then it's, there comes a point when it's like they can never get out because it's all so screwed up. That is a bad position to be in. (laughs) We need to avoid that and we can do it. We need to zoom out, view ourselves and our lives from a higher vantage point and use our intelligence and our willpower to do the right thing. I mean, it's, it sounds easy. I know it's not easy, but that's, that's what we're here doing. That's our spiritual journey. We're figuring that out. So as we wrap it up here, I hope some of these ideas make you think a little bit more, maybe make you think about how you can zoom out, how you can see your life from a higher vantage point. In fact, why don't you go to the post for this episode on themysticshow.net and why don't you write in your ideas about seeing things from a higher vantage point, broadening your horizon. You know, what about randomness? What about fate? What about karma? What are your thoughts? These are just the my bunch of my random thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I ho- and I hope they were somewhat <laughs> helpful or like I said, this is the conversation we need to have. So I'm happy to be here every week to have these conversations. I'm looking to have some really nice guests on this fall as well. But I would like to hear from you. And I'd like to say thank you to all of you who have written in. I have received your emails and I will respond. So thank you very much. I really appreciate what you and I are doing here. This is important. And until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.